encourage women to be a bit more bold than what they think they need to be because, you know, dating in this age is, um, I actually take male clients too. And what I hear from them is they either get stuck in the friend zone because they're not taking action or um, they don't know what is okay anymore. They don't know what's acceptable. So they just get afraid and don't do anything. Mm. So we have to, we have to be okay with being, um, <laughs> being a little easy. Like I don't mean sleeping with a guy on a first date if that's not what you're okay with. I mean, let him know you're interested because that, you know, if you're interested, that's attractive. He's probably interested in you. So what it looks like is um, maybe you're in a coffee shop and you start this conversation with a guy, you know, what's good here? I've never been here before. Um, you kind of go your separate ways after your order comes. Maybe you are about to get ready to leave. That might involve you walking over and being like, thanks for the recommendation. I really enjoyed it. Um, we should do this again sometime and actually have a conversation. Hello, everyone. It's me, it's Bree, and it's Tuesday. Well, it might be not a Tuesday when you're listening to this, but whatever day it is that you're listening to this, I hope it's a good day. Um, there is a quote in a movie that I watched. Oh my gosh, and now I'm going to forget what the name of the movie is. It's called The Last Word, and it stars Shirley MacLaine and Amanda, S- I don't know how to say it, Seyfried, Seyfried? S-E-Y, the girl from Mean Girls who plays the Karen or whatever. Um, And Shirley MacLaine (laughs) goes on the air and she goes, please don't have a nice day. Have a day that matters. Have a day that's true. Have a day that's direct. Have a day that's honest. A nice day. Mm, you'll be miserable. Have a day that means something. And I like love that. I think that's like a little bit longer than that. That's just like the only thing that I remember from that movie. But I really loved that quote when I heard it because it's so true. It's also true. Like I've always said, like, I don't want to be known as a nice person. I feel like nice people are pushovers. Like I never trust a person who's too nice because I feel like they're just trying to get me to like them. I like people who are kind, like kindness and niceness are two very different things. Um, and I think the same goes with like having a, a nice day. Like I want a day that's like what exactly what Shirley MacLaine's character is saying. I think her name was Harriet. Was oh, it that the right name? I don't remember. I watched this movie a couple years ago. Um, she was just saying like, have a day that like actually means something. And sometimes the days that actually mean something and are important aren't the nice days. Um, so yeah, there's a little tangent for you. Sorry, of course, me, Brie, being tangential. That's just what happens here on this podcast. Um, but let's, I'm not going to like sit here and be loquacious. Let's just, let me tell you about today's guest. Her name is Sarah Canoles and she is a life and love coach. And I know that we've talked a little bit about different things on the podcast. I mean, that's kind of why I created it was because I just like to stay curious about a lot of different topics. And I think that that's also what the community wants is they want things that aren't like the same thing every single episode. You're going to like mix it up and you guys want things that are different. So I'm trying to provide that. So we've talked a lot. I've had a dating coach on before 
I've had sex experts, body language experts, best-selling authors, like the whole nine yards. And with this episode, I feel like even though I've had people on the podcast before that talk about love and relationships and sex and all of those things, each one is so different and brings different value to the table. And this episode is obviously no exception to that. Um, We talk a, a lot about relationships and what it's like to date and what to do on a first date. We talk about the phrase where people always say like, oh, all the good ones are already taken and how self-love truly helps you find love. And again, how to have a good first date. Like we talk a lot about it. Sarah even asks me the type of guy that I'm interested in, like what my type is and what Um, I look for in a guy, which kind of threw me for a spin. Like, I was glad that I was really on that day. So I feel like I answered it pretty well. Um, But yeah, it's so interesting to talk about relationships because every like everyone has a different perspective and has had different experiences and we all view it from you know, like, again, like our own perceptions as we view life in general. But I think that that difference really shows up in our romantic relationships and how we move through the world. So I'm super excited for this episode. Like I said, I'm going to shut up and (laughs) we're just going to get into the episode. As always, you can find all of Sarah's links in the episode description below and you can go and check her out, check out her Instagram. I absolutely love her Instagram stories and her lives that she does. I think that they're jam-packed with value and provide so many tips. And yeah, if you guys enjoyed this episode or if you like the podcast, please give it a star rating and leave a little review. It would mean so much to me. All right, let's get into it. I'll see you guys on Friday for a new podcast episode. So yeah, let's get into it. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Let me be kind. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I am great. How are you, Brie? I'm doing good. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Like, <laughs> I woke up like excited. I was like, yes, this is going to be good. Well, I love hearing that. <laughs> So Sarah's, Sarah's, Sarah, sorry, I am still nursing my coffee this morning. So tell us a little bit more about the work that you do and how you came into the coaching world. Yeah. So I'm a life and love coach. And what it all really boils down to is I am on a personal mission to level up my own self-love. And by doing that, I hope that I'm empowering other people to do the same. Because what I find in my own life is that when I'm coming from a place that's loving of myself and compassionate, I'm doing things that are more courageous and I'm doing the hard stuff in life. Um, which is kind of how I came into coaching. I've struggled with uh, relationships my whole life. It's, it, I have a, a codependency story and um, I had a really awful up and down relationship of three years. And like so many stories do, it begins with a breakup. It was this awful breakup. He was cheating on me. Oh, no. And um, well, yeah, you know, it happens and it's okay. And I learned a lot from it. But the funny thing is, is that I actually begged him to stay, which is like rock bottom right there. Right. And I had that moment of like, there's got to be a better way. And I really turned to a lot of 
um, personal growth work after that. And um, we were talking right before we started recording about like Brene Brown. That's when she really came into my life was to figure out, you know, to start healing myself in a, a courageous way. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I kept hearing people say things like, I'm a Martha Beck certified life coach. And I heard it enough times that I was like, who is this Martha Beck? And I looked it up and I loved that she was this life coach that was combining brain science and humor and a little bit of the woo woo, which I'm all about the woo. Um, and it just felt like a perfect fit. It was this mm -hmm. time in my life where I was working in theater and I looked around and I was like, I don't, I don't want this life anymore. I don't want my boss's job. I don't want to be working until one o'clock in the morning. And it felt like this life coach thing was my next step. Yeah. So isn't it, isn't yeah. it crazy how like one shift like sets off, it's like a domino effect, like one yes. thing sets it off. And then like all of these other things kind of come together <laughs> of like, yep. I need to make this change and this change and this change. And it's just like having like the blinders pulled off of your eyes of what you actually want. Um, but you mentioned something that I want to circle back to, which was codependency. So I know that that word kind of gets thrown around quite a bit. And I even like struggle. I'm like, what does that actually mean? So right. for someone who's like, and I know everyone's situation, circumstances of what codependency looks like for them is different, but what was your experience like with codependency? Yeah. And I find like the codependency that's happening right now with people in our culture, it's not the codependency of the 80s where it's like you're dating an alcoholic and all of that. It's more showing up and placing your value and your worth outside of yourself. You're relying on other people to validate you. You're relying on other people to show you love and you're not really doing that for yourself. Um, so it's this unhealthy imbalance of relying on others for too much. Yeah. And I've heard that in relationships, it kind of comes up as like, if they're not okay, then I'm not okay. Like if the partner's not okay, then the other partner's not okay. Does that make sense? It does. Um, I'm thinking about, because I always take it home to me. Um, so the funny thing is, is that three-year relationship, he actually turns out he was an alcoholic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, of course. But he was just very high functioning. And I wasn't codependent because of him. I already was codependent of relying on him for way too much of how I felt about myself. And if he came home feeling great, then I'd be great. And if he right. was pissed, I'd be pissed because I would, I was taking on his um, emotion. A lot. Yeah. So, so it really was my own, it was my own patterns and choices. And I happened to be with this person who also was not healthy. Mm, yeah. That's, I think yeah. the difficult thing is the healthiness factor of the, right. of whoever you're dating. So once you did decide to kind of branch into the coaching world and essentially become an entrepreneur, how did dating change for you? Oh my God, in so many ways, because I couldn't go on that journey without taking a hard look at myself and a hard look at what were some of my underlying thought patterns that were standing in my way. They were like my own love blocks. And um, 
I took an entire year off of dating to sort of focus on myself. And I traveled and explored life and explored like, who even am I? How do I want to be in this world? What, what makes me happy? How do I deal with bad emotions? And then after that, I just let myself have fun with dating. I took the pressure off of it. I'm in my mid thirties and there's enough pressure as it is of, you know, if I want a family and all my friends are married, I just took it all off. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun. Uh, my old type of person that I was dating doesn't really work. So I don't even know who my type is. So I'm just going to date everybody and look at it as uh, like a new experience. Like at least I'll have a good story coming out of this no matter what. And I get to meet somebody new and connect in a way that I wasn't doing before. I had that filter of like, could this be a partner? Could this be my person? And instead I just kind of showed up and was like, how can I make this hour and a half the most fun possible? I think, yeah, I think we're leaving that pressure. Yeah. <laughs> is so key. And I, I, I think that's amazing that you took a year off of dating to kind of just do your own thing and like figure out how you work through things, especially cause like exactly. I mean, I'm not in my thirties yet. I'm, I just turned 27 in April. So I definitely feel like the types of guys that I was dating in my early twenties are completely different than the types of guys that I want to date now. Um, like that type has totally changed and like what yeah. I, what you kind of like want and you, you're not look like I mean some people are just looking to have fun and that's totally fine um other people like want something more serious and other people like want to get married and start a family right away um yep and there's nothing yep. wrong with any of those choices um it just depends on where you're at in your life yeah and I think that's such a big part of it is also that self-awareness piece and we're not we're not always going to be 100% clear on where we are in our life and what we want um during I did a year of just dating for fun and I was dating this guy and he actually called me out he was like I think we want different things I think you want a relationship and I just want to have fun and I actually got really mad <laughs> I was like how dare oh. he how who does he think he is and then I was like, why am I mad? Why is that making me so angry? And I was like, oh, yeah. because he's right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's so funny when someone like, that's like always the knee jerk reaction is to like get really mad. And then I love that you turned it back to yourself and you're like, wait, why am I mad? Yeah. Like you asked yourself that question and then you're like, oh, it's because that's what I truly, truly want. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, that was a, an instance where it took somebody else to see it before I did. And I was like, no, I'm just having fun. And he was like, um, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think like, especially in my early twenties, like 2021, 20, like that was the thing was like, oh, I don't want a serious relationship. Like I have all these things that I want to do, but like, I think secretly deep down inside, like I did want a serious relationship. I just didn't know how to like ask for that. Like I wanted to be like the cool girl who was like, oh yeah. no, like I'm just cool and fun and like, I don't care. But like inside I did care. And of course, then that brings up like, because I was denying that like need and that want, then it was just like all kinds of crazy would just come out. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And when you're denying that, it just gets even worse of like, no, I have to have it. I must have it now. 
Yeah. And then it's like, you're just attracting the wrong types of guys. And it just like goes into this whole thing of like, what? Like, and again, I think at 20, 21 years old, like, I mean, I was not emotionally inept. (laughs) Like, who is? Yeah, that's true. Some people are. I've met some, like, 20, 21-year-olds, and I'm like, what? Like, you're crazy. You're <laughs> insane. But for me, like, that was not the case. So now I'm at this weird point, this, like, crossroads of, like, uh, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm really doing or looking for. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everyone kind of goes through these weird, I think, like, transitions in, in dating that people don't really talk about, I feel like. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think it's all about what questions are you asking yourself? And one of the ones I like to ask myself, I'm in a relationship now, but when I was dating, I like to check in with myself of what do I want? If I were to fast forward as far as I can possibly see, what do I want in the future? And, And there did come that point where I was like, okay, now I can see myself ready to be talking about like marriage and possibly kids and being a partner to somebody and having somebody to share my life with. And then it started changing the type of guy I was willing to hang out with. And mm. what ways? You know, um, well, I, this is actually a great story of how I started dating my now boyfriend. We were hanging out as friends and <laughs> we were in a bar that had live music and we left, we were leaving. And I turned around, I was like, oh no, I, I lost my glove. I lost my leather glove. And he went back and looked at the entire bar to find the glove. Oh. And I know, and couldn't find it. But um, I was like, oh man, like we're not even dating. And he's the kind of guy that's going to go back and look for a glove. Like it yeah. was just a totally different level of person than thoughtfulness yeah did he did he did he like you but just didn't know how to like try to date you or was that just like his personality of like thoughtfulness yeah it's just his personality he thought I was out of his league and so wasn't even trying anything I know I know that's so sweet I know yeah that's a really good I think a really good story to to kind of talk about um, so it's, it's like that tuned into, you know, if I'm ready for a partner, what kind of qualities do I want in that partner? And kindness was top of the list. Yeah. You I know, always, I'm going to go, go ahead. No, I always think, um, like a good, I don't like to say that I, te- it's not testing. I hate when people are like, oh, I tested a guy. I'm like, that's messed up. Don't do that. Um, but one of the things that I always look for whenever I'm on a date is the way that the guy treats a waiter or like the valet or just like anyone else that we like come into contact with, because it's like, of course he's going to be nice to me. Well, like most guys I would hope would be nice to the person right. they're on a date with. Um, but like, you never know, like, you're at some like if you the relationship doesn't work out or like things get rocky or whatever like he's going to treat you the way like that he's treating other people around you like around him sorry um so that's always something that I really look for yeah yeah I think that's great because it does give that little window into what are this person's normal behaviors when they're not trying to impress Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so where do people go to like 
find people to date. <laughs> yeah. And I love talking about this because um, that's such a big question. And I am like most people, I really, most people I talk to at least, I really hate meeting people through the apps. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people I talk to, like my clients come to me and they're like, I just want to have that normal connection with somebody. Like you see them across the room and you're like, I want to get to know them more. Yeah. So with that, it comes this underlying assumption that you have the confidence to even make eye contact with somebody across the room and to smile and to go and talk to them. So I actually start there and I have people, I send out my clients into the real world, into the grocery store or coffee shops or wherever. And their first assignments just to make eye contact with people because we don't do that very much anymore. Yeah, I'm thinking about that right now. Yeah. Like, when was the last time I was at a grocery store and like looked up from the bell peppers? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Or even even the cashiers. Like, when was the last time you made eye contact with your cashier? Uh, I do that quite often, though. Oh, good. Well, then you're ahead of a lot of people. <laughs> good. Like, I like to have a conversation with the person. Good. I'm not like on so, my phone or whatever, and like, yeah. That's appreciated. As somebody who's done retail, that is much appreciated. Yeah, I used to do retail too, which is why I think I did that for five years. So I think that's why I'm always like extra kind to the people that are still, or not still, but are, are working in retail. Cause they're like, I'm like, who knows the person in front of me could have been a real jerk. The person, two people behind me could have mm-hmm. could be a real jerk and you just don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good, a good tip. Yeah. I was like, where do, I don't know if I like the apps either. I haven't been on them in like years. Yeah. So after, after eye contact, you practice starting conversations with people in public, just saying hello, or um, some of the, the lines that I give people, and I don't mean pickup lines. I mean, just, just use this and make it your own. Um, Going in a coffee shop or a bar or a restaurant and asking somebody, what's good here? I've never been here before. Or I'm looking to try something new. Do you have any recommendations? People love giving their opinions. And if it's somebody that doesn't respond in a positive way, that's okay. You're just getting practice talking to people. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously not your person anyway. And, and I mean this, that you should talk to everybody. Um, same sex, opposite sex, attractive, not attractive, all, all people. Because the more you practice talking to people, when you see somebody you're attracted to, it's going to feel like not a big deal. Mm. So you're making this habit of keeping your eyes up, making eye contact, talking to people around you. You're starting to get more comfortable, you know, with just like a simple question. And when you're doing that, you start putting yourself actually present in the moment and you're more likely to meet people naturally. So maybe you have more confidence to say yes to an invitation to a friend of a friend's barbecue or whatever and you go and you talk about coleslaw with somebody and you never know where things can go yeah that's really smart do you feel like like um I mean obviously we're both like straight women like Mm -hmm. who like men so Mm -hmm. like do you and this is like obviously what the podcast is geared towards but do you think like guys should like how does a girl I mean I get the whole starting a conversation thing but then how does it like move from there 
like should the girl wait for the guy to like be like can I get your number do you want to like go out for coffee like how does that progress yeah um and I actually encourage women to be a bit more bold than what they think they need to be because you know dating in this age is um I actually take male clients too. And what I hear from them is they either get stuck in the friend zone because they're not taking action or um, they don't know what is okay anymore. They don't know what's acceptable. So they just get afraid and don't do anything. Mm. So we have to, we have to be okay with being, um, (laughs) being a little easy. Like I don't mean sleeping with a guy on a first date if that's not what you're okay with. I mean, let him know you're interested because that you know, if you're interested, that's attractive. He's probably interested in you. So what it looks like is um, maybe you're in a coffee shop and you start this conversation with a guy, you know, what's good here? I've never been here before. Um, you kind of go your separate ways after your order comes. Maybe you are about to get ready to leave. That might involve you walking over and being like, thanks for the recommendation. I really enjoyed it. Um, we should do this again sometime and actually have a conversation. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So the phrase we should is actually a really easy opener for a guy. Cause then he's like, Oh, you're right. We should like, that's a, we statement you and I, mm-hmm. Oh, then let me get your number so that we can hang out and we can arrange that. Yeah. Um, it kind of clues them in. It's okay to ask for my number. I would like to see you again. Yeah. I feel like, and I don't know how to like say this because I don't want to like overgeneralize or like put guys down, but I feel like some guys just don't know, like they don't know that you're into them. At least that's in my experience. Like they're like, they oh, don't. I, I totally thought that you were just like, asking me a question I'm like no what you idiot (laughs) like ask me I don't say that but like in my head I'm like what the fuck like why didn't he get that (laughs) yeah they don't know um they're very straightforward they want it to be really obvious they want it to be really easy and that's that's the way that the male brain works and it's not saying men are dumb or anything like that I'm just saying their brain functions differently than the female brain yeah, I think, like, women pick up on, like, body language and, like, we yes. look for, for cues, whereas, yep. like, I think men just are, like, they need a very, like, A and B type of situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and my boyfriend did this, too. I, this is actually how I knew he was a keeper. He told me a couple weeks into dating, he was like, oh, you can use me for research and development. So I was like, all right. On our first date, um, we had this awesome date. We sort of, I sort of did the same thing where he and I were just friends for a while texting and he said he got a new job and I was like, we should go out and celebrate. There's the statement again, we should. Mm -hmm. So he called me, we did dinner. I assume this is a date because he invited me one-on-one out to dinner. We laugh, we have a great time. He walks me to my car. I go in for the hug and like do the body language shift that's like I'm gonna kiss you or you can kiss me he did not perceive any of the flirting all through dinner he didn't get anything until I kind of went in for a kiss and he was like oh this is happening I I better shift into kiss mode and he kissed me (laughs) oh my gosh I was like all right well that's just two people in a different plane which is fine I thought it was obvious but 
it didn't stop me from going for what I wanted. And again, he also thought I was out of his league and all of that. He had that going on, but yeah, sometimes we have to, we have to make that signal. We have to. You kind of have to lead the situation. Yes. And I encourage, um, uh, like touching, touching his arm, touching his hand, um, letting your feet touch if you're at dinner or the bar or something like that, because the more physical touches you have, the less awkward it is at the end of a date. Because if you wait for your first physical contact to be the kiss, it's so awkward. Uh, yeah. I'm like yeah. thinking back to like situations that I've been in and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was on Tinder before Tinder was what it is now. Like, right. <laughs> If you catch my drift. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like thinking me and my girlfriends used to like make it a thing. Like we would literally go on Tinder dates and just have converse. Like we would talk about what would happen afterwards, like, and just these crazy situations with these guys. And, and yeah, it's definitely like, I'm trying, there's just so many different experiences that like I've had where I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> but no, I like that thing about the physical touch because I feel like that's, I mean, I know we just talked about, like, guys don't really pick up on cues, but I think, like, that's something that they're like, oh, my God, she's touching me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you're starting to lay that groundwork. So how do you have a good first date? I really always encourage people to have a couple things in the back of their head that they're really excited about. So maybe a TV show that you really love that you're binge-watching, a book, some travel plans, um, have or, or um, you know, a really great one, and this is good for personal develop. Is if you're learning a language, like I'm just learning Italian for kicks because I want to go to Italy someday. So I'm doing, um, have you heard of that Duolingo app? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have it actually it. works. Yeah, oh, really? Okay, yeah, I, think I have it. I was, I'm embarrassed. I, one, I am Hispanic. Um, and I've also been taking Spanish since I was literally in kindergarten because I went to a charter school and like, I can barely order a beer. (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry. That's totally off topic. Yeah. But but there, there's a perfect example of something that I'm doing and that I just brought up and then you had something to contribute and it's something we can go back and forth and talk about. Like you revealed that you're also Hispanic. And so there's a bridge that's beginning to build. Oh, I see. That was smart. Mm -hmm. I know. So So what I do and what I teach my clients to do on a date is one, you have some stuff in your back pocket. Two, I want you to find the thing that lights the other person up. Like when do the lights turn on behind their eyes? What do they get really excited about? You don't necessarily have to know anything about it, but what you do want to know is why. Like why are you so excited about it? What makes that so cool to you? Like tell me more about your thinking, reveal more about who you are. Why is it important to you? You know, maybe it reveals something like I used to cook with my grandmother every Sunday and blah, 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 blah. Um, but when you can find that, that spark in somebody else, it's actually a really, it's a great moment to witness, to see somebody else kind of turn on. And then it kind of gets me excited in that conversation. And I become like a little detective and I want to learn everything about what makes this person tick. And then maybe there's something you can contribute or you can add one of the things that you've already sort of thought of in advance. And it creates this conversation 
that goes deep, but not too deep. Um, it bonds two people together so that you aren't stuck talking about, you're not talking on a surface level of like, what music do you like? Um, and, and you always want to go, why? Like, if you're going to talk about you're learning a language or you have a favorite TV show, why? Like, what does it make you think about? What does it make you feel? That's the important part in a conversation that you want to be revealing and talking about, not just, you know, the Good Girls finale was just the other night and oh my God, it was just so intense. Like, I really love it because I love watching three empowered women who are just total amazing actors and they're like owning the screen and they're funny and it's witty and that's so much different than just saying it's a good show i love that show don't tell me what happens i i won't it's so good (laughs) i know i'm not i'm not i don't even think i'm close to like finishing the season but yeah i love oh my god i love christina Hendricks. like she's amazing and that guy the drug dealer guy i think even though he has like full on like neck tattoos i think he's so hot i'm like what this is not my type at all i am like um can i get who is this guy like i think too yeah. Um, so, and that's exactly it. Like, oh, what do you, what do you like about him? Why, why do you find him attractive? Or, you know, what's cool about Christina Hendricks to you? Those are great things to start digging in for a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think conversation's a good, a good point. But even before that, and I, and I hope other people can relate to this, but like, I know for myself, um, I think on dates, I'm like, and I've kind of switched this behavior because I recognized, I was like, oh, this is like a problem. But like, I'll be so consumed with like, oh my God, like, am I saying the right things? Is my hair okay? Like, do I have something in my teeth? Like, I'm so in myself that I'm like, I can't even focus on the guy sitting in front of me. And so I really had to like, kind of get intentional with like getting outside of myself and not like worrying too much about like how I like how I'm coming across but like I feel like what you were just talking about too was like being really present with the person and being really present in the conversation and not just being like oh that's cool like and having some type of like rebuttal <laughs> not rebuttal right like, argument yeah, but like right. something yeah. but like I feel like that's maybe a a a place where some people might really struggle is like not being so concerned with how they're being perceived, but more about how they're feeling on the actual date with the actual person. Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah, that's 100% it. And I love the word that you used. You used intentional. Mm. Because when I work with people, all, all that stuff you were describing is sort of taking you out of the moment. That's tapping back into having that strong foundation of your own confidence. Yeah. And when you know, when you know that you're showing up and you're doing your best, then that'll kind of melt away and you can be present and you can start sifting of like, not just is he like me, but do I like him? Right. That's what I was trying to say, but you said it yeah. perfectly. <laughs> yeah, because it's not about if he likes you. It's, it's a, you can't control that, really. All you can do is know that you're doing your best. And then, do I like the way I feel when I'm around this person? Am I being my best self? Um, does it tap into something that's unique that I don't have in my other relationships? Um, yeah, do I, 
do I like this person? I think you, what you said, I want to put that on a t-shirt. It's not about if he likes you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cause that's true. I mean, it's like, you need to feel out for yourself. Like exactly all those things that you just said. But yeah, I mean, I think if someone were to like replay that in their head of like, it's not about if he likes me, like, it's not about that. Like, this is what it's about. Like that's like breaking material for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and if, if you know that and you're still getting stuck in, does he like me? Does he like me? Does he like me? That's a great thing to do some work on. Be like, wow, this person's really tripping up my confidence. What is that about? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, yeah, well, that I think you need to go to therapy for. Um, Or coaching. I mean, that's what I do. Yeah, Yeah. or coaching. Um, What about, and I hear this phrase all the time among my girlfriends, um, and I see it on Twitter all the time, all the freaking time. Um, and I feel really sad when I read it. It'll say things like, oh, all the good guys are taken or like men are trash. Oh, oh, and, oh yeah. Those are two different things and they hurt my heart. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have a really good relationship with my dad and I've been really fortunate to just be surrounded by like really good men in my life. So, like, when I hear that, I'm like, I don't feel that way, like, at all. Like, I'm like, what? Like, I don't think all men are trash. I mean, I understand how, how you know, maybe that mindset comes to develop, absolutely, and I have, like, the utmost empathy for that, um, but I think when you say, like, all men are trash or, like, you know, all the good ones are taken or however you want to phrase it, like, that's what you're going to find. Like you create kind of, you create your own truth. So if like you're saying like all the men are trash, like you're going to find men that are trash. (laughs) Like that's inevitable. That's true. Yeah. Well, what they are, they're both really convenient excuses because it's placing all the problems outside of yourself. It's saying, I'm not the problem. I'm not picking bad guys. I'm not showing up as not my best. It's the men. The men are the trash. Or it's not my problem that I'm not dating anybody. It's because all the good ones are taken. It's just, um, it it lets you avoid doing the work. Mm -hmm. And I know none of us hate, like we all hate like doing the work. It sounds so hard. But yeah, it's freaking hard. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. And that, yeah. You are strong enough to do hard things. Whoever's out there listening going, but it's hard. You are strong enough to do hard things. Another t-shirt. You need to come out with a t-shirt line. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> We're just figuring out all my next Instagram posts. So look yeah. out. That's going to be what I put out for the next couple weeks. Um. Yeah, when you when you put all the blame outside of yourself, it doesn't. It, it, you just get to avoid the problem. And the problem, the the problems that I have with the phrase "all the good ones are taken," um, it's such scarcity mindset. And you're not going to get anywhere with a scarcity mindset because you're just like you said, you're just going to reaffirm that you're never going to find it. And it's not true. There are good ones all around you, which is why I have people start with just simply eye contact because then you start seeing how many people make eye contact with you back. And the ones who linger their eye contact a little longer than normal are probably single. Mm. 
that's a good mm-hmm. point. I was mm-hmm. actually going to ask you that. I was like, wait, if a guy's not wearing a ring on his finger, even guys who are married sometimes don't wear their rings. Like I always thought about right. that. Like, I don't know if I'd want to wear a wedding ring every single day. One, I'm very clumsy. I might lose it. Like, but also <laughs> for guys, like, you know, they might not wear them. So how do you know if a guy's like single or taken? And I like that you said that if he holds eye contact a little bit longer than quote normal, then he's right. And and there's also a creepy level. Like usually the guys that are taken and don't wear the wedding ring and linger for too long, where you feel a bit like you're a deer being hunted, that guy's probably taken and being really creepy. Mm, Yeah. There's, there's a line on that side too. Yeah. And unfortunately, like you can't find those things out sometimes until you just have a conversation. And right. Right. So it's just yeah. When they start of, getting dodgy. Yeah. Um, no, those are all really good questions um, or kind of things to, to look for. So what about checklists that girls or women make? Right. Um, do you, do you have any items on your checklist? Like me? Yeah. Um, it's easier to work with if I have something specific, but okay. if you don't want to reveal anything, that's also okay. No, 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 no. I'm totally fine about revealing stuff. Um, I mean, I've done like almost a hundred episodes. So I, feel yeah. like I actually like sidebar really quick. I had a guy that I met at a friend of a friend's birthday and I guess they like he like knew like my friend told him like oh um like this girl is coming she like has her own business and like she has a podcast and he listened to some of my podcast episodes and I didn't know this but then he started bringing up stuff that I had talked about in the podcast oh no like oh yeah when you said this and I was like what like when did I say, like, I was thinking like in terms of like the conversation that we had just had, like we were having. And I was like, when did I talk about that? And it like gave me like conversation vertigo. Cause I was like, what is, what is, and it just made me so uncomfortable of like, I never thought about that when I started this podcast <clears throat> that like any guy that I date, well, first of all, Brie Marie is not my real, it's my real name, but it's not my real name. So like, if you were to Google me, like if you use my like quote, quote legal name, like it, none of this would come up, like none of my business or my podcast mm-hmm. would come up, but it's like, if he could go back and listen and like, he could know way more about me than I would know about him. And I don't like, <laughs> I don't like that at all. It makes me so, so uncomfortable. So and then I, did he, did he admit to doing it? Yeah, like I asked him, I was okay. like, where did you hear me sing? I, I was like so confused. He's like, oh, I listened to a couple of your podcasts before tonight. And I was like, oh. And it was just awkward because like I then I started making eye contact with my friend because I was like, what is this guy's Like I was like doing that thing with like the smile through my teeth. Like, oh my God, yeah. you're crazy. Like, <laughs> So this is probably going to happen to you more than just the one time. But it's an opportunity for you to, it it probably will, because you're putting yourself out there in the world. And as human beings, we're all curious and we want to sort of have leverage. That's what it felt like. Well, yes, but also we want to be informed and we all Google each other, but it's an opportunity for you to teach him a boundary. And then how he responds to the boundary gives you a clue of what kind of guy he is. You could be like, you know, 
it makes me a little uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable that you know so much about me and I don't know anything about you. You feel like it feels like you have a leg up on me. Yeah. Um, could you could you do me a favor and not listen to any more of my podcast episodes until maybe this relationship is a little further on down the line? Like I want to get to know you as well as you know me now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just communicate some kind of expectation or standard. Yeah, that's a good yeah, I'm need to get better about setting those boundaries because I'm like, oh my it just was like it to- totally like threw me in a tailspin. Yes. And it was like I was like I went home that night and I was like, oh my God, like I need to be more mindful about what I'm saying on the podcast because yeah, like chances are a guy that I date is going to listen to some of this stuff. <laughs> like <laughs> But don't let that filter you because you want to be showing up authentically and serving people. Right. Um, who are listening to you, your audience isn't necessarily single men. Um, right. And the right person would hear that authentic you and be charmed by it, probably. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that was the resolution that I came to was like, I mean, it's really hard for me to filter anyway. So <laughs> yeah. even when I tried that, I was like, oh, this is not going to work. Um, right. But my checklist, I don't know if I oh, have yes. necessarily like a checklist checklist where I'm like oh it has to like there are a couple of things that I feel like are non-negotiables for me which is like a guy has to be funny like a sense of humor for me is key like if you can make me laugh that's like a big thing Mm -hmm. um I definitely like intelligent guys too like intelligent humor like those two together that's really important um I also like really ambitious guys like, I like guys who are kind of, like, I don't want to, like, go-getters, like, maybe, like, incompetent. Um, I think those are, like, kind of one and the same for me. Is what that is like, it about, yeah, so tell me more about the ambition. What is it about that? So it's confidence as part of it. Yeah, the ambition, I think, I mean, I know that, like, I kind of like, I like that characteristic about myself. Like, I like that I'm, like, a go-getter. Like, I like to make things happen. Like, I want to make things happen for myself and kind of doing that and, like, having that, I think, independence. Um, And so I think that I really look for that in guys, too, because I don't want someone who's not, who's, like, you know, oh, I just, you know, how do I say this? Like, I don't don't want someone who's, like, necessarily, like, complacent. Like yeah. the whole like white like the the picket fence the white picket fence and like you know the minivan like that's not gonna be my life, right? Um, and so I think I want someone who also doesn't want that, and kind of like wants to kind of do things differently, and you know, either I don't necessarily think that he has to be an entrepreneur. I've said this before that I think that I could only date entrepreneurs, but I don't really think that's the case. I think. I just like someone who like has a bigger vision for the world. That's what I mean by ambition. That's the important part of it. So, okay. Sorry. I had to yeah. like talk that through. <laughs> Everybody does. Everybody does. Um, yeah. You have to talk that out because ambition is one of those tricky words that actually is kind of vague. You could get like a Wall Street dude who wants to live in a penthouse in the city and could be completely the opposite of your life and like all about money and power and stuff like that. That's ambition. Um, or a politician or whatever it might be that might not actually jive with this 
he has a vision for the world that's greater than where we are right now. Like that's a very different thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I and, definitely don't want like, you know, Wolf of Wall Street situation. Right, right. Um, and I also think something else that you said that I think might be a key part because you keep you keep referring back to yourself and your business and how I think you want to ask, how do you want him to respond to your business? Like, you know, for me, I would say I want a partner who respects what I do. Or, you yeah. know, like you might want to find, because that's really important for what you're doing in the world is to have a partner who is going to give you what you want, you know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't think that like my partner needs like a, a role in my business. Like he doesn't yep. need to be like right. a CTO or like anything like that. But I do think that he needs to be like, I think respect is a huge thing. Like if I... And granted, this is like all circumstantial and like overgeneralization, but it's like if I choose to like do a work thing over something else, like I want that to be respected because like that just has to happen when you own your own business. You have to, so much of your personal life, I think sometimes has to be sacrificed, especially in the beginning. Um, and I think someone who's like supportive of decisions and things that I make, that I make for my business. I think that's also an important aspect that I would look for. I love the word supportive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and being clear of what that is for you, because I think um, when I was going through my dating experiments, I was using the word supportive and I meant like you respect what I do. You're cheering me on. You're my biggest fan. Um, But what sometimes men heard was, they would support me like financially. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Like, no, you're off the hook there. Like I'm an independent woman in that regard. I don't need you to support me that way. Support to me looks like this. Yes. And I feel like that's a really big thing. I actually have the story that I mentioned. I don't think I talked about it on the podcast. I might've talked about it with someone else um, where I was like 21 and I was working at, um, a expensive, I was almost at the name, expensive uh, department store, like super high end. I lived in Newport Beach, California, which is like one of the most affluent areas. I didn't live there. I worked there. Um, And I was like making pretty good money because it was all commission. And like I had also had an hourly rate. And as a reward to myself, I really wanted to buy this like nice watch. Like I was like, this is, I really want this. This is what I'm going to use my bonus money for, blah, 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 blah. And I like was dating a guy at the time and he was successful like on his own. And I was, he came to pick me up and I was like, oh, this is the watch that I'm going to get. Like I showed it to him. And like a week later he showed up with the watch and I was livid. Like I was mad and I felt bad because I was like, I shouldn't be mad because like it's a gift. I was like, but I don't think you understand. Like it was me having the ability to buy that watch for myself. And that's like what I wanted to do for myself. And he did it for me. And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Like that's not what I, that's not what I, what I meant when I showed it to you. It wasn't, Hey, buy me this watch. And I get it. Like he was being, he was super understanding about it, which was like really nice. And I was like trying to be like, not psycho and crazy, um, about it. But I think 
for me, like I need a guy to realize like if I'm ever venting a frustration about like my business or just and my family, anything in life, I don't need, it's not like he needs to swoop in and fix the problem. Like sometimes yeah. I just need the space to like work through it. Yep. Yep. That is, that is a challenge for men. They like to be the fixer and bless their hearts, bless their hearts for doing it. But you're right. Sometimes we just need to be like, babe, I'm going to vent for the next 10 minutes. Can you just hold space for me? That's it. That's solving the problem is you holding space. Yeah. 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 So that's what I mean by supportive of just being like, oh yeah, you should totally do that. Like that's, if you want to do that for yourself, do it. Not necessarily like him put like, like exactly what you're saying, kind of like financially supportive. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to those checklists, what I, what I say to people that's easier to do is to focus on a couple key qualities. Like you said, you know, you want funny, you want intelligent, you want supportive, you want respectful of my business and my space. Um, And then I would also get clear about how do I want to feel when I'm around my ideal person? You know, do I want to feel like sexy and feminine and I'm doing my own words here. Um, Connected is a big one for me. Uh, getting really clear on those feeling words because those actually come up faster and they're easier to figure out when you're on a date. Like, am I feeling the way that I want to feel? And then I also take people through a process for creating your deal breakers because those are also really, really important to be clear of upfront because you already know them in the back of your head if you're somebody who wants kids, you want kids and you're never going to be happy with somebody who doesn't want kids. That's, so that's a, a deal breaker. That's a hard topic because yep. I don't even know if I, like, I'm literally on the fence about having kids. Like if it happens, yes. that's great. If it doesn't, I'm not going to be like devastated. Yes. And that's so, your answer. Yeah. But that's so hard. Like what if a guy's like, oh, I really want kids. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't like how, how are you supposed to know? Like on the first couple of dates of like, that's the person that you want to like procreate with. (laughs) You don't, you don't. But if you're somebody who's like, I can also see a part of my life that is perfectly happy without kids. That other person who's saying I must have kids has to decide, am I okay with a person who doesn't know if they want kids. Mm. And it goes the other way too, because I hear it most of the time. I hear it a lot with women who really want to make sure they have kids someday in their life. And the men are the ones that are on the fence. Um, You have to make that decision. They're not going to make it for you. They're not going to be the one that walks away because they're the ones that are like, either way, I'm happy, but you are 50% you have a 50% chance of being happy if that situation works out where you do get the kids, but the other person's okay not having kids. You are not okay not having kids. So are you okay going forward with somebody where that's a possibility? Yeah. 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 I mean, I definitely, I know for sure, like I for sure want to adopt. Like that's a hard thing that I like have to do in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know about like actually like carrying a baby, like doing that whole thing. That's, but that's important to know too. Cause some men are not okay 
fathering somebody else's child. I know that sounds crazy, but right. Well, no, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like some people like are just like, why do you want to adopt? Like you, you can have your own baby. Like I honestly, I can't even tell you why I want to adopt. I've just said that since I was like a little girl, like it's just been in yeah. my, like I've carried that in my heart forever. Of like, I'm just going to adopt. Like it's always just been, that's a said and done thing. Yeah. That's beautiful that it's on your heart and it's that clear for you. And I don't, and too, I mean, I think also like as you get older, um, you know, um, people have children, like men will sometimes have kids from right. a previous relationship or marriage. Right. And that has to be something I think like people have to be mindful of is like you're, if you're dating someone, you could potentially become a stepmom. Right. Yep. These are, these are all questions we have to ask ourselves. Oh my God. It's so complicated. Okay. So <laughs> how do we end this on like a good note? How do we end this on a good note? Good question. Like so, what is like a piece of like, if you could, I mean, I know this is kind of hard, but like, what is one thing that you would say to a client, like giving them hope? What I really, what I really love is something you just said about it's on my heart. Um, Mm. And I believe the things that are in our hearts that are on our hearts are there for a reason because, because it's meant for you. Just because you don't have it right now doesn't mean that you'll never have it. And I do believe, and I think this comes from A Course in Miracles, so I'm sorry if I am misquoting it. There's this quote that says, if you know with certainty, you can wait with patience. Mm-hmm. And that stuff that's on your heart is certain. Like it was put there. It's there for a reason. And it's just going to take some time and some patience for it to come. And that, I think, that calms my worries and my fears because those are all coming from places of like, I'm trying to control the situation. I'm trying to figure out all the steps. But if it's something that I know is there for a reason that I know is going to happen in its proper time, okay, then I just have to be patient and present with all of this and, and doing my best every day, whatever my best is, and keep moving forward. I love that. Yeah, I think that's so important to, to remember, I think, especially, especially in times of like distress in a situation where you're just like oh I know this is gonna happen like maybe just time hasn't caught up yet yeah it doesn't what you want for the future isn't gonna be here right now but it will be here eventually absolutely so Sarah where can people find you on the internet well obviously on Instagram where I'm gonna be putting all these quotes (laughs) (laughs) I wrote Um, down so if you need that oh, good text me <laughs> yeah please yeah so I'm on Instagram just under my name Sarah Kernels and I'm sure we'll spell it somewhere yes it'll be in the episode okay. description guys so just slide up if you're on um, iTunes yes and also on my website I do a weekly blog where I send out something inspirational to my community every week uh, because I feel like we all need that little moment of being lifted up each week Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure.